The scene opens with a five-year-old girl sitting on the floor of a house with no running water or plumbing. A house ridden with alcohol and drug abuse. A house that welcomed a sexual abuser to bare hands on her. Cut two years later. Scene opens with that now grown woman sitting on her living room floor, with the Dr. Pepper in one hand and a handful of pills in the other. Yeah, it had come to that. She was broke, lived with chronic fatigue, cystic acne breakout and memory loss with no found solutions. So when she found a lump in each breast, well, she hit rock bottom. But this is not a tragic Hollywood movie and it's not where the end credits begin. It's an accurate telling of where today's woman of impact found herself and her story definitely didn't end there. In that moment, she realized something. It was happening for a reason and that gave her life meaning. So she picked herself back up off the floor, took herself off autopilot, and finally, for the first time, took the steering wheel of her own life. And nutrition seemed the first logical gear. Now, 15 years later, she is founder and CEO of the Institute of Transformational Nutrition, where she combines science, psychology, and spiritual practices to help thousands of clients, ranging from stay-at-home mums to celebrities to Fortune 500 CEOs, to transform not just their bodies and health, but their relationships and business. Referred to as the transformation nutritionist, she is often called to share her expertise on the Doctors, Dr. Phil, The Today Show, Revenge Body with Khloe Kardashian, Harper's Bazaar, and Shape Magazine, all just to name a few. Now, the voice and example of what is truly possible, she is igniting bigger conversations around transformation and what it actually takes to live a more meaningful life. So guys, please help me in welcoming the best-selling author of the smash hit, The Hungry Hottie Cookbook, and The Pink Method. The woman whose transformation and evolution knows no bounds. The woman I'm proud to call my good friend, my sunshine on a cloudy day, Cynthia Pascuela Garcia. I don't even know how to respond to that. I had no idea that's where you were going to start. That really, yeah, my palms are sweaty. I'm, yeah, I'm nervous. Really? Why? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, you know, when someone else, it's one thing to live your story and you just take it as it comes. Mm. But when someone else, you hear someone else verbalizing those things uh, about you, it's just, it sometimes takes me aback, I guess. Does it bring everything back up? Like, does yeah. it remind you the realness of yeah. it versus it's just the story you yeah. repeat? Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, the interesting thing is over the years, I've done so much work, right? And it never goes away. It just never goes away. There's always more work to be done, more opportunities to see, more understandings to be had, and more progress to make. Truly, mm -hmm. life is transformation, if you allow that, right? And so, but that's okay. I don't, I don't think, Lisa, I ever want to be numb to that mm -hmm. or to, I don't want to ever get to a place where I hear that and it doesn't affect me in some way, because that will have meant that I've lost touch with who I really am and where I really came from and, and why I do the work that I do every day. Then how do you keep it, how do you stay in touch with it without letting the emotion of what you felt in that moment destroy you now? Mm. Well, that goes back to the work I've done, right? I didn't have those tools when I was that woman right. and that child. Now I do. And so mm -hmm. it's through these tools and these techniques. It's not like I just evolved or transformed into a brand new person overnight and those things just went away and I'm like, ah, you know, I got this. I deal with it every day, but now I have tools. 
And so let's talk about those tools because I know like me, you're a massive fan of actually giving takeaways that people can take and implement in their real lives to actually make change. Yes. yes. Um, so the first thing is we've known each other for a while now and I knew your story, but I didn't know the ex- the extreme of your story. You didn't portray it to be as severe as I understood it to be after going down your path of researching mm. you. Going through your story, the one thing that struck me so hard is how do you not become the victim? Mm. Because girl, I think like, oh yes, I got bullied when I was younger. I got, you know, and then I hear your story and I'm like, if there was anybody on this planet that could say, yeah, I'm a victim and why me and my life is shit, it was mm. what you went through. Mm. How do you not stay there? How do you, what are the mm-hmm. tools in fact that you've um, taught yourself to not, stay the victim. Yeah. I firmly believe that being a victim is a choice. I know when I say that it might trigger people and I might be like, I didn't choose to have these things happen to me. I didn't choose, you know, the abuse. I didn't choose these circumstances and situations. And and I hear that and I fully respect that. and, and, And I acknowledge that. What I chose, Lisa, was to not stay in this victimhood mode. I chose to use that and to recognize that these things are happening for me. If they weren't, they wouldn't be happening. And then find the opportunities in each of those things so I didn't have to stay a victim, mm. right? Um, so you can stay in that place or you can actively choose to allow those things, that pain, to become your greatest superpower, as you like to say. And you can leverage that with the understanding of what, what is this? why is this coming into my life? What is this here to teach me? How can I learn from this? How can I leverage this into something bigger, right? And then you set off on that path to find that. Mm. Um, for me, it was also about survival. And when I did hit rock bottom and I was so angry and it was my last moments, I thought, here, And I started saying, why me? And I was angry at, you know, the people who I went to for help who couldn't help me. I was angry at myself for getting to that place. I was angry at God. Like, what kind of God allows this to happen to people? Once I got there, I realized that that was me being a victim, Mm -hmm. right? And when I heard that voice that night that said, this hasn't happened to you. It happened for you. I said, then what's it all for? What is it all for? We're all here for a reason, right? Otherwise you wouldn't be here. Um, And we're meant to learn things in this earth school, like take the curriculum, you're here, you might wanna try to take the curriculum, right? And that's what I chose to do. And everyone has that choice. Now I'm not gonna sit here and just be flippant and be like, oh, just choose something different because it's not that easy. And there are days when I just wanna wallow in being a victim, but that takes away my power. And I still, from time to time, will kick and scream. And that's okay, it's human, Mm -hmm. we can all feel that. But at the end of the day, you have to make the choice or not to transform that pain into power and leverage that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So why do you think we try to um, eliminate pain or avoid pain when, Mm. you know, you're saying it can be so powerful, which I completely agree, but most people run away from it. Yeah, because it's painful. (laughs) (laughs) No one wants to just wallow in transformation. You know, no one wants to just sit and 
feel. There's a reason we numb. There's a reason we're on our phones and social media and we drink and we do drugs and we have sex with random people. Like there's a reason because it's painful because a lot of these um, emotions are tied to severe traumas and triggers in our lives, right? But the pain is the way through and, and underneath these feelings and these emotions that we have, there are lessons and there are learnings and there are opportunities. And um, and it's about taking that away. It's about uncovering and sifting through and sitting still long enough to feel. Mm. But here's the other thing I want to say about emotions and why don't we feel? Because sometimes we don't know how to feel. Now, here's what I mean by that. An emotion lasts for 90 seconds, mm. just 90 seconds. Now you might be like, girl, I have been on the floor for hours, wallowing, kicking, screaming, crying, and I have two. I've had Celine Dion <laughs> on loop for hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's your go-to. No, but, but, but the emotion itself yeah. is 90 seconds. The thing that makes it last for hours and days and years are the stories that we tell ourselves that we continue to tell ourselves. If we were to truly just feel an emotion and sit with that, mm. it'll pass in 90 seconds, but we don't do that, mm. right? We start thinking and feeding into it and start replaying the scene over and over in our minds. We start thinking, I should have done this. I should have said this. What if I would have done this years ago, right? And that keeps it alive and it keeps it going. When if we can let that go, it will pass and the, the, the greater knowledge of that pain will come through. And that's when we can take a step back and logically look at it and say, okay, now what do I do with this? Yeah, I love that so much because it really is, stories are so powerful, but so we're powerful. not aware of the stories we tell ourselves. That's right, that's um, right. And so that's why I love it. Explain to me your three E's, which are freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah, so one of the reasons we tell ourselves stories is to back up the beliefs that we already have about ourselves. So humans do this really crazy thing called looping, right? And we have something called a negativity bias, which is we want to believe just the worst, the worst possible situation, outcome, all of those things. It's a survival mechanism, yeah. right? We need to be aware that there might be a tiger in that cave if we go in, mm -hmm. right? Um, but it's not like that anymore. For most yeah. of us, yeah. we don't hang out around caves where sure. tigers awesome. hide in. But we don't know that, right? We haven't evolved to that point. So it's, it's okay. It's human nature. We do it. And here's the key. You just got to be aware of it. So that's, that's the first thing is understanding that we have these beliefs. We want to always believe the worst and we loop, which means if we have an opportunity to believe the best or the worst about something, we'll choose the worst every time. So here's how beliefs are formed. It's made up of three E's. There's an event that happens. There are the emotions that are felt. And then there's the explanation that you give it. Okay. So let me give you an example. An example I like to use because most of us experience trauma that sets the course for the rest of our lives before the age of eight. We wow, establish these beliefs, eight. right? Before the oh, age of eight, so most of these things scary. are already rooted in the core essence of who we think that we are, mm. who we've chosen to be, right? So let's say, uh, Lisa, you bring home your report card and okay. you sit down and uh, it's not looking so good. So your parents sit down and they say, Lisa, this is unacceptable. Um, the grades have to come up. If you want to do something with your life, make money, contribute to the world, this is not okay. We won't allow this to happen. 
So here's what we're going to do. And maybe they set some boundaries for you. And, uh, and that's it. Grades have got to come up. Unacceptable. That's the event. It's just an event that happened. Right. But how do you feel? What are those emotions? Uh, probably doesn't feel so good. Parents are disappointed in you. Right. You always want to like make failed. them. You feel like you failed, mm -hmm. right? So that's your emotion. The explanation you give it, I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. So for the rest of your life, that's a belief, right? The event that happened, the emotions you felt, the explanation that you gave it, I'm a failure. So now that you formed that belief, you'll spend the rest of your life looking for evidence to prove that that's true, right? You start a new business, something goes sideways, I'm a failure. You get stood up for that hot date that you had on Friday night, it's me, I'm a failure, right? It was something I said or something I did, I knew I shouldn't have sent that last text message, I'm a failure. Reinforcing right? that belief in myself. Looping, yeah, looping, because we have this negativity bias, mm -hmm. right? So that's how beliefs get formed. And that's what we turn to Every time we, every time something in our life happens and we feel these heavy emotions, this pain, we go back to those beliefs. We start reliving them over and over. We start feeding into them again. And that's why we're on the floor wallowing in pain three and a half days later. Yeah. But, but here's the good news, okay? So now that you know this, remember awareness is the first step to change, mm -hmm. the first step to transformation. Now, everything in your life where you have these beliefs that, that, that are rooted, you can go back and revisit that event. And you can say, okay, so I remember feeling like I was a failure when my parents sent me down over the report card. That's the event. What other explanation could you give it? as opposed to being like, well, I'm a failure. What else could have been happening? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe Lisa, your parents just wanted something better for you than what they had. Maybe it was the only way they knew to communicate and tell you the importance of showing up in the world and doing your best because they, they love you and they want you to have a great future. Well, if that's the explanation, what's the emotion? You see, you work backwards, you mm -hmm. with me? So now what do you feel? Probably happy, probably relieved, Probably love someone cares about you enough to push you. And the event was just your parents loving you. It's just something that happened, yeah. right? You don't have to feel those deep-seated, painful emotions when you give it a different explanation. Yeah. Yeah, when I heard that, it like hit me like a ton of bricks because it really is about the unwiring, right? Yeah, like, totally. don't get so traumatized over where you are right now and who you are. Like, know it's possible that you can unwire, that you can right. unlearn it. That's right. But people, it goes back to the belief. They almost don't believe that they can do it. What is that first step for people to start that? Like, yeah. how do you break them open, in essence? I don't, I don't know that it's that they believe they can't do it. Hmm. I don't know that that's what's going on. I think what's going on is they don't feel they're worth doing it. So many of us feel worthless and hopeless and like we don't deserve good things in our lives. We feel unworthy, mostly because of those beliefs that mm -hmm. were developed when we're young. So why would I work to overcome beliefs? Yeah. I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Right. I don't deserve that. Why would I do the work? So how do you get people to see that they're worth it? Let me tell you a quick story. When I was going through my own transformation, I'd hit rock bottom. I decided to come out of it. I started with nutrition, 
quickly realized it was tied to my thoughts and my trauma um, and then my connection, my spiritual connection to something bigger. How do I get back on the right track? How do I find my value? I, I went to this coach and I sat down with her and I told her, I mean, I came out, right? It was just like, here it is. <laughs> and I was crying and sobbing, the ugly cry. Mm -hmm. And at the end, she said, it's okay. I know exactly what you need. And I thought, hallelujah, praise Jesus, girl of a ride. Tell me everything. And she said, you just have to love yourself. <laughs> it took every bit of self-control that I have ever even thought about having not to just launch myself on this lady. To like thump her. Thump her! Because <laughs> that had never occurred to me that if I just love myself, right. life would be so much better. And right. even to this day, you hear people talking about, well, you got to love yourself. Yeah. You just got to love yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Like we can just turn a switch and make it happen. So well, how do you how do you love yourself? Well, you can start by not hating yourself, right? That's a good place to start. But but I don't. You, you can't just go to self love. Mm. Here's what I've been really interested in lately. I've been really peeking around behind the self love and this this idea of ourselves that we've created. Yeah. And what if we didn't have to love ourselves? What if we didn't have that kind of pressure? Because here's what happens when people say you just got to love yourself, just have self love. It's the most important thing. It will change everything. Well, now you just set me up for another failure in my life that I don't need. Ah, because if you don't love yourself, you failed. How can you love yourself? Yeah. You ever tried to love yourself when you really just don't? You ever been in that place That's... where instead of loving, you loathe yourself. Every second you show up in the world is just a disaster. To tell someone like that to just love themselves, oh. you're just, you're not helping them. I'm like to peek behind this self that we're supposed to love. Mm -hmm. And I just like to get to know her. And I wonder if through that process, I can just let her be who she needs to be and not who I want her to be. Oh. Okay. What if, what if I could just see her and accept her? What if I just said, wow, she's been through some stuff and she deals with it in this and this and this way. Cool. You cannot love yourself if you have no idea who you are. And most of us don't. We're trying to love an idea of who we wish we were, mm -hmm. not who we are currently. And that's why we fail so much when it comes to this idea of just loving yourself. Yeah. Right? When it comes to self-love, that's why we fail. Most of us have no idea who we are. How can you love someone when you don't know anything about them? We have been so busy trying to become who they say we should be that we have no idea who we are. So instead of just loving this idealized version of yourself that you haven't even made happen yet, what if you just kind of accepted yourself the way you were? Mm. What if you said, sometimes I just, I feel broken. I kind of am broken, but that's okay because that's how the light gets in. Mm. And that's what I was going to ask because a lot of people, and this is a fascinating conversation that mm. I love having because a lot of people say, love the self, the, you know, love yourself the way you are. Mm -hmm. And usually they're people that um, pride themselves on growth. Yes. And that's where it comes yes. to like, how do you love yourself just the way you are? And that's at the right. same time saying you're not good enough yet mm -hmm. to get to where you want to go. How do mm -hmm. you do both? So Krishnamurti, I love this quote. He said, when you begin to understand what you are mm -hmm. without trying to change it, 
then what you are undergoes a transformation. Hmm. When you begin to understand what you are, you're not trying to change it. What you are undergoes a transformation. So I said earlier, most of us have no idea who we are, mm-hmm. and that's true. We see people and lifestyles, and, and we that's an ideal of what we want to achieve. But do we really, and why? Who are you really? What do you enjoy? Um, I use this example. I was coaching this woman uh, in her 50s one time, and I said, look, tomorrow we're going to do what you want to do. You're going to just live your best life, <laughs> whatever makes you happy, whatever lights you up. And I said, what would that be? So if money weren't an object, what would you do? What is it that just lights you up, makes your shake your tail feathers happy? And she sat and she dropped her head and she started sobbing. And she looked up at me with just tears. Just this woman had broken open. And she said, I have no idea. She had been so busy being a mother, being a wife. She had no idea. She had lost track of who she was. Ask someone, what are your hobbies? What makes you happy other than your children and your husband? What is it? What feeds you? Most people have no idea. But if you could figure that out, then maybe you could start to understand why you are the way you are. Maybe then you could start to accept who you are pain, bruises, broken and all, and let that just be okay. Cause now you're understanding what you are, right? When you can do that and you get to that core visceral knowledge, then you can say, but how do I want to be better? When you get that person to accept themselves, to understand what they are and why, and then they can see the potential in their life, those are the game changers. Those are the people that set the world on fire with their talents, with their passions. They crush it. Love yourself and do great things. And Do you Whoa. think then that phrase, love yourself, is kind of setting people up for disaster? I think it can. I think it totally can. I think there's a lot of information in the world, especially on social media, that's meant to do a lot of good Mm -hmm. that does way more harm than good. Mm -hmm. We don't always allow people to be who they need to be. Instead, we try to bring them along on this journey that they're not even trying to be on, but they think they should be on. Mm -hmm. And then we set them up for failure because we don't explain the hows and the whys. I was listening to a podcast And the advice was just get over it (laughs) and just do it. Just show up and do the work. Just get over it. I've been through so much in my life. I got over it. You need to get over it. I've never been so mad (laughs) in a podcast in all my life. What do you mean? So look, I know that you've got over it. Okay. I know that you've done the work. But when you show up in all your enlightened goodness Mm -hmm. and you stand on your pedestal and you preach to the masses that they just need to get over it and be like you and be awesome the way you are, you're not helping anyone. As a matter of fact, you're doing a lot of harm. You're hurting a lot of people. How dare you? How dare you? Knowing what it takes to get to the point that you're at. How dare you do that? Now, I don't know about this person. I don't know them personally. Maybe they had no ill harm. 
doesn't matter, mm. right? And I don't think that people show up to be malicious. Okay. I don't. I do, however, feel that you have a responsibility for what you're putting out into the world. So if you create a diet, for example, and you didn't research that well, and that ends up hurting some people, that's on you. If you give some people who are struggling with trauma and these triggers of unworthiness in their life, you give them advice that says, just get over it because I did and you should too, mm. you're not helping them, right? We need to start a bigger conversation. We need to understand that people need tools. They need practical information. They need to be able to be who they are and know that that's perfect. They don't need to be here where you are right now. They'll get there yeah. or they won't, but that's okay. No one talks about acceptance, right? And acknowledging who we are so that we can then start to embrace that and change it. Take me back to you're on the floor, you've got your Dr. Pepper in one hand and yep. you've got the pills in the other. And mm -hmm. you've just, you, at this point, I, I couldn't even possibly imagine what you were feeling. Mm -hmm. um, just reading, obviously, what you've been through. Mm -hmm. You're in that moment. It's so easy to take the pills, right? Yeah. It's like looking at the two paths that lie ahead of you in that moment. It's, it's fucking easy. Take the pills, done. What do you think are the things that you can say to that person that encourages them that the hard way is actually the best way? Mm. I think the biggest message is just you're worth it. You're worth it. You are worth it. How do you actually believe that? So I know you yeah. said that earlier. Yeah. Um, but look, I've been in moments, I've mm -hmm. never been that extreme, but yeah. where like I'm just crying and it just won't stop and I just feel like there's no end. Yeah. And I say to myself, in that moment, you're worth it, but I don't mm -hmm. believe it. Yeah. So what is that transformation totally. there? Yeah, and you may not, you know, and the person on the floor may not believe it. I didn't. And again, I heard, well, you're meant for greatness. Now look, greatness, I'm meant for greatness. I had grown up with the people closest to me telling me I was hopeless, worthless, would never amount to anything. And you're telling me I'm meant for greatness, but I am. And so are you. And so is everyone listening. I don't have anything inside of me that you don't have or that everyone doesn't have, but we don't feel worthy of this power. We don't feel worthy of our own power mm -hmm. to understand who we are and transform and pick ourselves up off the floor and say, I am worthy. Mm -hmm. I am going to do something. So we project that onto other people. We project it on the teachers, the gurus, the trainers, the spiritual leaders, right? Mm -hmm. And we give them that power. They don't mm -hmm. have anything that you don't have. We just don't feel worthy of accepting it, right? But if you weren't worthy, you wouldn't be here. And this is happening for you. It's happening for you. What if we could just, Lisa, take a step back sometimes and instead of wallowing in those feelings like we all love to do, myself included, but what if we just said it's okay? You know, I've been doing this thing lately and I, I call it notice a name, right? So what you do is you just notice how you're feeling in the moment. And this will also, by the way, stop you from telling the stories mm -hmm. and feeding into those old beliefs, okay? So you just stop and you feel, what am I feeling in this moment? Where am I feeling it? Because here's the thing, if you can get out of your head and into your body, that'll stop the stories. Feel that, you know? I wonder why, I wonder why. But just noticing and naming instead mm. of trying to push it away and numb out 
is huge, right? Again, back to those tips and practical tools that you can use. Just let it be. It's okay. It's okay to feel that way. We've been told that it's not, that we need to be strong women, right? That we need to show up in the world, that we need to just make shit happen. All of these things, which is fine. Great. Do that. And sometimes just show up for you. Yeah. Right. I, that leads me to an amazing quote that you have, which oh, <laughs> when, I, when I heard, I just like cracked up. Um, we are expected to be rock stars in the boardroom, a porn star in the bedroom, <laughs> and look like Barbie dolls while doing it. But that's not even the crazy part. The crazy part is we bite into it. Yeah. So, yeah, talk to me about that. Because as you were <laughs> saying, right, it's like there's all these expectations. We yeah. feel like we have to fill all these things. But the worst thing isn't even the people putting expectations on us. The worst thing is we put their expectation on ourselves. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, I hear so often um, people talking about how it's society's fault. Right. It's the media. Yep. Or it's my upbringing. It's my parents. <laughs> right. That That's just giving up your power. Yeah. That's just passing the buck. It's just pushing the blame off instead of taking that on yourself. You chose to believe that. You chose to look at her in that magazine and decide that that's how you should look, even mm -hmm. when you can't because it's not your body type. You chose that. See, here's the thing. When you can accept that, back to accepting, right? And you can say, yeah, I did. Well, that's when you take back your power from the media, from mm -hmm. society, from everyone that you've given it up to, right? Um, a lot of us do this in little tiny ways that we don't even realize, right? You ever get dressed and you say, what do you think? What do you think about this? Oh, yeah. Or I'm going to buy this. Do you, what do you think? Yeah. Well, what does it matter what they think? <laughs> what do you think, right? It's a little thing because we all want to be loved and accepted, mm -hmm. right? And just we all, no one wants to be weird and stand out because that's not cool. Um, but it's really about your power and we give it up in little tiny ways like that all the time. So if we can start just taking it back in those little ways, I don't care what you think. I like it. I'm going to buy it. You know, then we start that process. And again, it creates the awareness mm -hmm. so that the next time that starts to slide out of your mouth, what do you, I don't care what you think. Yeah. I'm going to do me, right? Well, I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you do that in your business? All the time. Do you? See, I yeah. don't. When really? I'm making decisions, like unless it's like, okay, this needs to be discussed with my business partner, my husband. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm actually quite easy at making business decisions when the pressure's on. Like if it comes mm. to me, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it comes to myself, when it comes to where I'm going to eat dinner, when it uh -huh. comes to what I'm going to wear, I'm always turning to Tom going, what do you think? What do you want? Because <laughs> I'm a pleaser as well. Yeah. So it's weird how there's that personality that mm -hmm. can really lock it when it comes to making decisions on, you know, a bigger scale on business. But when it comes to emotionally, mm -hmm. how I feel, I find it harder. I wonder why. I know. I wonder why. Let's talk <laughs> about why. that. Let's play the I wonder yeah. game, shall so we? So explain to me the one the I wonder game and then let's play it. Yeah. <laughs> let's play the I wonder game. <laughs> So the I wonder game, it goes back to just sort of lightening up with ourselves, right? And not beating ourselves up when we don't look like the woman in the magazine or we don't have the success of the woman next door or whatever the case might be. The first step is starting to pay attention to your feelings. How does that make you feel, right? Because we know it gets into the beliefs and so on and so forth. Um, well, it makes me feel like I'm not good enough. I wonder why. I wonder. I, I just wonder. I don't know. I wonder. Well, because... You know, when I see people having success that I don't have, I feel like I'll never get there. I wonder why. Well, 
because I remember people telling me when I was younger, I would never be anything. I would never amount to anything. You start tracing it back. You just wonder. And sometimes it comes and sometimes it doesn't. I wonder why it's not coming. Right? It's yeah. okay. You just just relax into who you are. It's all right, girl. Just I was going to say, is that like that. the pressure? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you ever tried to do something under pressure? Like, here's the thing. Uh, I have a friend who's a graphic designer. She'll design beautiful work for other clients. When it comes to her own website, it's been like five years now, still doesn't have it up and running. <laughs> There's so much pressure when it's you to show up in the world because we are mm. so afraid mm. of what will they think? What will they say? Right. Yeah. And that paralyzes us. I wonder why you're afraid of what they'll think or say. You just trace it back, right? Nothing. Get back to the earliest, earliest memory you have of feeling that mm -hmm. way, right? What is it triggering? Um, and then once you figure out what that event was, dismantle the beliefs equation. Yeah. You don't have that belief, you'll start to feel like that less and less. Now, this is a process. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen overnight, it takes time. So not overnight, over time. And you can do it. And every time it gets easier and you start to become more aware of it and it starts to become a habit, right? So like notice a name. Now I, now I notice it and I just call it out and I accept it. It's mm. okay. I, you ever feel like a crazy person? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So do I all the time. Yeah. Like it, it just happens. And sometimes I get crazy. Mm -hmm. Right now, I might not be supposed to say that because I'm supposed to have it all together. And I wrote the books and I founded the Institute on Transformational Nutrition. Like I'm supposed to just mm -hmm. be good. And that's just silly. I'm, I'm not going to act like every day of my life is just perfect and I never struggle with this. I have crazy times, Lisa, crazy times. When I was younger and I didn't have the tools, I just say, I'm crazy. You're crazy. Mm. You're just certifiably. You would say that to yourself? Oh, yeah. And lots of other really horrible things. Mm. We have emotions. We're meant to go through these things. We're women. We have hormones. We carry a lot. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's okay to lose your shit. Yeah. It just is. It doesn't make you any less valuable as a human, a person, or a woman. It makes you real. And when you get real and you understand and own who you are, that's when the real transformation starts. I love that. And I used to go, go crazy and then like feel embarrassed and ashamed that <laughs> totally. like I, you know, lost my shit. And then <laughs> over time I started to go, okay, this guilt is trying to tell you something. It needs, it's telling you to, that you shouldn't get to that point in future. And so how do you avoid getting to that point? And it was in the ownership because yeah. <laughs> the second I could start to feel my blood boil, like I would almost identify certain things that were happening with my body. Mm. So it's like, okay, when That's I'm crazy, true. break it down. What were you feeling? Now it's like, okay, Lisa, your face is getting warm. You know that, that that's a sign. That's a sign that you may go, right? Like, yeah. So I started to identify awareness. awareness of what was happening within my body so that I could preempt. Mm -hmm. So I would pull Tom or a friend aside or whoever and say, yeah. look, I'm feeling hormonal right now. <laughs> I understand I may be irrational in my thinking, mm -hmm. um, but please just give me the grace to feel this, to say it out loud. Mm -hmm. And in, in the way that I was doing it, it then allowed me to be very accurate in how I was feeling, but without showing other people disrespect, because mm -hmm. I feel like that's that line that I used to cross where I just get mad and say something and then yeah. regret saying it. Yeah. And I never wanted to get to that point. Yeah. 
I love that. And I love that you own it and accept it, yeah. right? And that you don't make any excuses for it. It just is what it is. The, the, one of the biggest reasons that we all don't do that mm. is because we are very attached to people's outcomes. Yeah. Right? So if you were really attached to how Tom saw you or his outcome, what he would do with that information, you wouldn't feel as mm. liberated and as available to share that with him, which is why people mm. don't. But but here's the thing. Who are you to take away their experience? <laughs> Hmm. What do you mean by that? We tend to think, oh, but if I say this to him, will he think he's less of a man? Will he think he's not supporting me? Mm -hmm. See, they don't even have to tell us. We'll just think that through for them because that's what what we do, right? We're we're caretakers. We're nurturers. We just just want people to be okay. But what if you Hmm. were just accountable for you? And what if you just owned your truth? And what if you came from a really loving intention and you said, Tom, look, I just have this thing. It's not you. It's me, yeah. and and here's what it is, yeah. and I just need some time. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say Tom isn't Tom and amazing and wonderful and all of those <laughs> things, and let's say Tom goes away and he thinks, oh, how am I not supporting her? Mm-hmm. What, what is she? She wants to go away. Does that mean she wants to to leave me? Does that is she unhappy? Spiral, right? Yeah, we all do that crazy yeah, spiral, yeah. but that's okay. Who are you to take that away from Tom? Because maybe that's what Tom needs to think so that he can play the I wonder game for himself. I wonder why I feel this way. We've been together for 16 years. I wonder why I think now she's going to leave me. Well, I've been feeling insecure. I wonder why I've been feeling insecure. Well, I haven't been getting to the gym as much. I've been working a lot, I've had a lot going on. You see where I'm going. That with was this. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but if you take that away from yeah, him, yeah, yeah. he never has that opportunity to grow. That's interesting. Right? That's not your place. It's not your right to yeah. take that away. What you need to be accountable for is Lisa. It's how you show up in the world. Are you coming from a loving place? Now, if you have a, a mean intention right. and your intention is to make him feel bad. Well, then you need to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, but that's, why are you doing that? But, and that was the thing, noticing that you like, you kind of like jab someone yeah. in that moment of heightened emotion. <laughs> and it's like, it, it doesn't serve you. It doesn't yeah. serve your partner, whoever you're saying that to. But I wonder why you did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder. Right. I, well, I needed to lash out. I wonder why, because I felt like they would attack. Okay. See, yeah. it all comes yeah. full circle, but you just got to be open and you got to be accepting and you got to call it out. And I think that who you surround yourself with is going to be important because as I speaking personally, um, I can try and do all the self-work in the world, right? Work on myself, accept myself, but it's still freaking hard if you're around people that are negative, that are insulting. And I think that that's why a lot of people find it hard to be around their families once they've made that transition because they're reminded of it. They haven't changed. Mm -hmm. All the negativity is still coming back. You feel strong, but sometimes you can only fight so long. That's right. Yeah. Toxic people Mm. are one of the things that will hold you back and keep you from having the life and living the dream that you want to live. Uh, and I've dealt with this and with my own family. I've told, been told, you know, you just, you think you're better than we are. No, but I want to be better than I am, right? It's not, it's not about that. But again, that's their journey mm. and they need to have that. Now, I don't know why. I don't know what they're going through and I don't need to. Mm. I can let go of their journey and just focus on mine, right? Just allow and let them be. See, we have to start letting people be 
who they need to be, not who we want them to be. All right, let's talk about that because so many people, especially when it comes to dating and、mm. things like that, it's like <laughs> you see someone, you're like, oh, they, I, they can change. Yeah, I'll change them. Yeah, I'll change them. I can them. fix that. Yeah, fix that. Yeah, we women, we'll fix anything. <laughs> I definitely used to think that for sure. Like when I first met Tom, I was like, oh, I'll change his clothes, and he doesn't have a good hairstyle, and I'll give him some hair gel, and, you know. But I just, <laughs> I really did kind of go into it, seeing all the amazing things and going all the things that I that I didn't necessarily like. I can change、mm-hmm. versus what. I would do now is really sit with someone, whether it's a friend, a partner, a day, no matter who, and go like, okay, this is them. Can I accept them for who they are? Yeah, that's right. I have had so many women clients who will play the dating game,、mm-hmm. and they'll have this one, but there's just something goes wrong, and then they'll meet another man, and then something just goes wrong. And the question I like to ask is, what is the common denominator? <laughs> I love that. You, right, yeah. it's you.、Yeah. It's you. But but that's what we do. We go through these these cycles, these patterns. And if you don't make me happy, and you don't do the things that I need, I'll just find that somewhere else. When what we should be doing is making ourselves happy, right? We should be working on our ourself, accepting ourselves, understanding who we are. Not needing someone else to prop us up,、yeah. right? And again, letting them be who they. Need to be not who you want them to be, and let that be okay.、Mm-hmm. Observe them, learn through their transformation or lack thereof, right? But what you should do, what you, what we all strive to do, is show up and just love、mm-hmm. and choose love. Hate and holding a grudge is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. Doesn't make any sense. I'd rather channel that energy that I have into good, right? Look, there's a lot of things you can hate these days. There is a—it's crazy. I don't know if we've all looked around,、mm-hmm. but it is a wild world right now, and it's very easy to transform that into hate. But hate is fear. Hate is fear. What are you afraid of? I'd rather you sit with that and take that energy back. And take back that power you're giving away in hate, and look at the thing that it is that you're so afraid of, right? Embody that, own that. Because if you do that, maybe you can understand why the next person hates, right?、Mm. And maybe you can help them, and then maybe they can go help someone else, and you can go help someone else. That's how you transform the world. We talk about changing the world. Change yourself first. I love that. So, do you do you not have any chip on your shoulder with anybody? Because There are definitely people that have put a chip on my shoulder,、mm-hmm. and I found it useful to hold on to it.、Mm, so I, I don't know if you'd call that hey. It sounds a little extreme, but yeah, Don, what you just said. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> How is it serving you? That's my question. It's absolutely serving me. Is it? it yeah. On the days where I feel really weak, or、mm-hmm. I feel like you know, I'm just. I'm tired, or like,、yeah. why am I doing this? Like, it'd be so much easier to live on a beach with a mai tai for the rest <laughs> of my life. Like, you know, why am I so tired all the time and working this hard? And then I remind myself of the chip on the, my shoulder, and、mm. I remind myself of what my mission is, and it just realigns me in what my mission is, and、mm-hmm. that these are the moments that I'm going to use that to get through it. And sure, I, it empowers me. But I know a lot of people; it will completely destroy them. Well, it's all about the intention,、mm. all right. So I was driving here today, and I'm just cruising, minding my own business, listening to your podcast. <laughs> I was, 
And this car, well, on the 405, and he decides he needs to get off and exit, but he's like four lanes over. So he just right in front of me, right? So my first reaction, because I'm human, and even though I am being enlightened by Lisa, I still, it's, it was scary for me. And I was like, what? Yeah. What are you doing? Like, I'm driving here. What are you doing? That was triggered by fear. Mm -hmm. I was afraid I was about to get into an accident. Mm -hmm. Change the channel. Maybe his mother's sick. Maybe she's on her deathbed, and maybe he's trying to get there before she leaves this world. Whoa. Come on over. Yeah. Let me stop. Yeah. Come on over, right? Perspective. Just try to think outside the box. Not everyone is out to get you, mm -hmm. right? That's interesting. Yeah. But we feel that way yeah. sometimes, and we like to shift the blame. Take it back. Have some perspective, right? Change the channel. Yeah. Um, so going back to so do you not use um, any type of, I don't want to say hate, but um, the, like do you have a chip on your shoulder with anything? Do you find it useful or? I, I personally don't. However, <laughs> let me just say there are many things that I am not available for. I'm just not available that? for it. Um, I'm not available for hate, and I'm not available for being around people who spew hate. I, I'm not available for that. Yeah. I'm not available for um, people who act irresponsibly and put things out into the world that could harm others. I'm not available for people who are malicious and have malicious intents. Um, I'm not available for excuses. I'm not available for people taking away my power. Um, there's a lot of things that I'm not available for, but I choose to just remove myself from the equation. Mm -hmm. That's all right. They can, they can do what they need to do. They can have what they need, but I'm choosing to not be available for that. They can have the drama. They can have the stories. I'm not available. I love that phrasing. It's very yeah. um, worded very specifically that doesn't, yeah. that almost gives you the power of ownership without putting judgment on other people. Right. And that's what I was trying to do, yeah. take back my power, yeah. but not to rudge up all of these emotions that could be, that could possibly trigger something else in me. Yeah. It's an easy way, you know, to, to just, to move forward without the chip on your shoulder, without dragging that energy mm -hmm. along with you. You just let it go. All right. So what's, um, what, what does the future look like for Cynthia? What's, <laughs> what's, what's the next chapter? You know, I started my career very biologically based weight loss, helping people lose weight, um, lots of vanity, but that that's okay, right? Whatever mm -hmm. gets us all there. And then I moved in because I realized, okay, well, that's a biological aspect, but there's a psychological factor with the pain and the trauma. And there's a reason we know what to do and still won't do it. So I started saying, you know, what are you really hungry for? What are you really hungry for? And started to, how do we feed ourselves the things that we can't get through food? Because food alone will never save us. So I've been doing that for, for a while. And what I'm really interested in now, now that you've discovered what you're really hungry for, I want you to go feed yourself. That's what I'm really playing with right now. How can we feed you, Lisa? What is it that we need to nourish you? What do, what do you need to, to do that next great thing on your list, right. right? Which I know is coming, but what do you need to get there? You know, and for everyone, like, what do you need? What can I feed you that will help get move you to that next step toward that fulfilling life that you want to have? So that's what I'm really interested in now. So what's your answer? 
What are you hungry for? What's what am I really you? hungry for? I am really hungry for connection. So I, you ever think I got this? I can do it. I don't need anybody. I'll just do yes. this on my own. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I'm an introvert, which most people don't believe, but it's true. Like if I do, if I'm speaking on stage or I do television or something, I come home and I'm like a turtle, mm -hmm. right? In the shell, I need to recover. No noises, darkness, please. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so I'm good alone, but it's so much more fun with other people. Mm -hmm. Women need that connection. And when I say spirituality, by the way, when we talk about science, psychology, spirituality, this is what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Connection. Love it. But before I ask my last question, where can these guys find you? Yeah. Online? So I am, a, I am Cynthia Garcia, pretty much all across social media. Uh, you can find me there. My website's just CynthiaGarcia.com. Really simple, straightforward. Awesome. And the Institute of Transformational Nutrition is just transformationalnutrition.com. And the last question is, what is your superpower? Oh, gosh. I love this question. <laughs> I do. Um, in a world that is constantly telling women who and what they should be, my superpower is helping women transform their pain into power, discover what's possible, understand what they're really hungry for so they can go out and live a fulfilled life that makes them jealous of themselves. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Drop the mic there, girl. <laughs> Guys, oh my God. This woman is so incredible. She's such a good friend of mine. And when mm. I say what you've just seen right here is just a one tiny slice of what she makes up. She is so inspiring, so mm. motivating, so encouraging to people around her. And if you take nothing else away, like please leave with that message. Because even though she's gone through incredible hardship, hardship that I literally could never even possibly ever imagine in my worst nightmares, and yet she's able to sit here with a smile on her face and utter love for the people around her and try and speak words of wisdom so that you guys can go home and actually put things into your own life. So please go check out her stuff, check out everything she's doing. She's freaking awesome. So go check her out and until next time, go be the hero of your own life and go out and wonder. Thank you guys. And if you're not following me, follow me at Lisa Billu and click that little subscribe button down there. Thank you guys. Peace out.